What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Keep It Posy podcast. My name is Jasmine, and this is episode 83. I hope you're all doing well. There's a lot going on, as always, and it seems like it just keeps adding up, right? So, again, just a reminder, do what you got to do and take care of yourself physically, mentally. Your mental health is important. With the help of this week's guest, we're going to learn about this week's nonprofit organization featured in the Posse Spotlight. Punk Rock Saves Lives is a catalyst at events for the punk rock community to start focusing on health concerns, equal rights, human rights, and more. One of the keystones of the music community, especially punk rock, is the ethos of taking care of one another. By championing this ethos through various campaigns hand chosen by the artist, Punk Rock Saves Lives elevates their messages of hope, activism, and change to affect positive change and drive awareness. To learn more or make a donation to Punk Rock Saves Lives, you can visit punkrocksaveslives.org. This week's episode features Wes Hoffman. Wes is a singer and songwriter and the frontman of punk rock act Wes Hoffman and Friends. Earlier this year, they released an EP titled Rewrite the Story. In this episode, we talked about the new EP, MXPX, The Beatles, and more. This was a fun one. And before we move forward, I just wanted to provide a side note. The Foo Fighters were brought up during the chat, and I just wanted to clarify that this conversation happened before Taylor Hawkins passed away. I didn't say anything about him in the last episode because I didn't know what to say or how to say it, and I still don't. All I can say right now is we just got to keep playing the music loud and continue to send all the love to those affected by the loss. Here's my conversation with Wes on the Keep It Posy podcast. Hello? Hey, Jasmine. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Uh... Okay. Yay. So what's going on, dude? <laughs> not too much. Not too much. You know, I'm just, uh, I was actually just on another podcast like uh, an hour ago. So. <laughs> oh, dude, you're busy. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I just dropped this EP, so I'm trying to get as much like, you know, out there as I can. It's your press week. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> um, well, since you touched on it already, you have this new EP out, and what should the people of the music world know about it? Oh man! Um, <laughs> well, it's our it's Wes Hoffman and Friends debut EP. Um, it's called Rewrite the Story. And it is about, um, you know, most of this was, it has been about, <clears throat> the songs are about going through kind of like transitions in your life. Um, so 
so, you know, the whole overarch, that's kind of why I was like, rewrite the story is I was going through this big, um, you know, I got a new job. I left my marriage of 12 years and like, uh, I shut down my business that I was running. I moved into a new place. And so it's kind of all about like, you know, rewriting the story of your life and, um, and moving on. So yeah. Um, and we, uh, we recorded it here in St. Louis. Um, you know, it's really just good, catchy pop punk. Like <laughs> I, I like to, uh, I, 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 I like to kind of compare it to, you know, I, I grew up in like the late nineties, early two thousands um, was when I really, when I was younger and starting playing in bands. So bands like the Ataris and MXPX and no use for name and the starting line. Like, I feel like it, it's very similar to a lot of those bands, old drive through records, old vagrant records bands. Well, dude, that's a lot. Um, why did, <laughs> damn. Okay. So, well, I guess the next question, since we have a gist of what, you know, the storyline here, what would you say the EP means to you? Oh my God. Um, it me it really means everything. Um, you know, I, I really got, uh, back into playing music about, um, you know, five or six years ago. And so to have an EP, you know, we put out a bunch of singles leading up to it. And we had a couple singles um, previous to, to this EP. But to really have like a cohesive piece of music um, really means a lot. And, and I really did put my, you know, when I write songs, I really do try to put my heart and soul into these songs. I feel like this is, was really a, re, a chance to, for me to start over. Um, with you know in my life in general but also with music so um you know i feel like at the time you know now i'm recording i'm writing and recording new songs but if i was to give these five songs to someone and be like hey this is the best thing that i could make um i, I was very happy i'm very happy with it and i was very happy with it when we wrote it and recorded it and some of these songs are like over are like a year and a half old now um to me you know but a lot of people are hearing them for the first time so it's that's that's the hard part about it is now we have new songs that i want to put out and um you know I, i'm already i'm already kind of like i'm not tired of these songs yet but i have new stuff that i'm ready to share too <laughs> well you gave us another reason to tune in so <laughs> this was um you know you talked about how the songs or you know, you started writing them about a year and a half ago, right? Um, when, after that, like, how long did it take for you to go into the studio and, and start knocking them out there and then finally getting them out into the world? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So <clears throat> it was August of 2020 that I started writing these songs, uh, the first two. And then I didn't go into the studio and record them until December of 2020. And then um, I released one in March of 2021 and one in May of 2021. And then I was like, okay, let's go back into the studio and record a few more <laughs> and, and make it an EP. So it all, um, so yeah, it took a little while. Um, 
but now now we're really in the swing of of getting into the studio and writing songs and like we you know we've been um in the recording studio and worked with the same producer and engineer for the last three times that we've been there so when we get in there it's way quicker than it was the first time around um so yeah it's 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 a much smooth much smoother process now um but yeah it's for for a minute there it took it took a while but now we can knock three or four songs out in a weekend so um it's it's going a lot more smoothly sick dude yeah it seems like when covid hit it um a lot of bands had a wing it and see how to record uh either you had a way or you just recorded at home if you had access to that somehow i don't know yeah yeah like i i um at the when covid first hit two years ago i didn't i didn't really have it in, i wasn't really inspired to write any music um it took me a while to kind of get back to down to my studio and start writing songs um, and I and I record everything on GarageBand myself before we go into the studio and record it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, something just clicked with me, and I was like, in August of 2020, I was. I think it was the fact that you know, one thing that COVID did and that the, this pandemic did was kind of turned everything on its head, and it made me realize if I'm going to pursue music, like I want to give it everything that I have. Um, you know, and I really want to try to do this right. And it, it kind of showed me how short life is because all of a sudden everything that we were, that we used to think that was normal went away, you know, like restaurants shut down. We couldn't go to shows anymore. We couldn't play shows. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. A lot of the stuff that we kind of take for granted was taken away. Um, so I was really, uh, you know, that kind of clicked with me over the summer of, 2020 and i was like okay it's time to put out some music and and uh really do it the right way and, and really put uh, give it another go and put as much into it as i can yeah dude it seems like a lot of people had stuff they wanted to do throughout their life and either because they're like well i'm not gonna sit in traffic for two hours i could use those two hours to do something yeah or maybe they were laid off or whatever the reason is. Um, maybe they went back to school. Some people changed their lifestyle in a way, I guess. Some people don't want to go back to the office and work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually, I just got a new job and I'm, I'm going to be working from home full time. But, you know, they were wanting us to come back to the office and, um, you know, that kind of caused me to look for a new job because I'm so used to working from home now. <laughs> like I don't want to go work at the office. I, I'm just kind of used to working at home, you know? Everyone's life I think changed in a way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I can't imagine, you know, I have, I have nieces and nephews and I can't imagine that, um, you know, parents had to basically become teachers because kids were just doing school from home and, um, you know, and I can't imagine try, being a parent and having to work from home and also have your kids at home trying to do school at home. It's, it's you know, it, 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 it's, that's a lot. That's a big change for sure. Um, 
yeah, I think it definitely changed everybody's life in a, in some way, big or small. Yeah, dude. I will say that maybe for the planet, it helped that not a lot of people were driving. So I definitely agree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the same time, we're like bit. polluting the oceans with all the masks. I'm like, damn it. We can't win either way. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, we'll figure it out. So you have this new EP out and you worked on it since, you know, summer of 2000 or 2020 excuse me but like everybody our music journey starts somewhere specifically at some point in our life maybe not specifically depending on how early on it happened so what was your introduction to music and musically how did you get to where you're at now yeah that's a great question uh so <laughs> My mom um, is a very musical person and she taught us piano lessons, me and my sisters, since we were like really little. Um, since we we're about five years old, she starts us, um, started teaching us piano. And then when I got to be in about the fifth grade, um, you know, and of course I was in band, I played trombone and the tuba in the band um, in school. And then when I was about fifth grade, I just really, I wasn't really liking piano anymore. Um, and my mom had a guitar and I remember one day, you know, I was, it was her grandmother's guitar. And um, so it was old, but she was like, you know, don't, whatever you do, like, don't touch it. You know, she didn't want us breaking this guitar. <laughs> um, well, one day when they were, um, I was just curious. And one day when my parents were gone, I went up to the room and I got the guitar out and I started playing it. And it was just like this acoustic guitar, the tiny, it, she still has it to this day. And, um, it had a little book of chords and so I like kind of figured out what it was supposed to do and um then a couple times uh after that I you know when they would be gone and I would be home alone I would sneak up there and play this guitar and then one day I think they caught me doing it and I was like they weren't mad and they were like oh you figured out how to play this guitar and so they bought me a guitar um eventually for for my um for my birthday or something like that. And I started playing it um, and I took lessons for a little while and I learned kind of the basics about chords and I learned some scales and stuff like that. And then um, I really got into punk rock uh, when I was like 13. There was this band, there's this band called MXPX that they were like the first punk rock band that I ever heard. And I really got into them and um, I really just started finding out about more bands. This was like probably like 1996. So like the internet was just, we just had gotten our computer in our house too with the internet. So I started looking up bands. And so I found out about Face to Face and No Effects and Good Riddance and Lagwagon and all these bands that, um, you know, that of course we know about now, but um, you know, that I, it was all new to me at that time. And then, uh, you know, I started bands when I was in high school. I had a couple punk rock bands and, um, now to, to get to where I'm at now, like I took a break for a long time, but, um, to get to where I'm at now, I'm just really consistent. Like I go down to my, I have a studio, uh, or a practice space and I go down there about three to five times a week and I, I practice and I write songs and come up with ideas and, um, you know, not every idea is a good one, but I feel like that's just good practice for my mind is to, and to keep me sharp. I'm like, 
writing songs and coming up with different riffs and ideas and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I'm always like trying new stuff out <laughs> and trying to, you know, trying new riffs and new chord progressions and new melodies and that type of stuff. So you talk about punk rock and how you got into all these bands. What was the first album that you ever bought? Oh man. Well, the first album that I ever bought, it was actually, I think it was a tape and it was, <laughs> it was, uh, I'm trying to think if this was the first one that I ever bought. First album that I ever bought was, uh, Hootie and the Blowfish Cracked Review. <laughs> I think I was like 11 years old and that like, they were just on the radio all the time. I mean, you could not, um, my family lived about 20 or 30 minutes away from any town, you know, so anytime we would drive, we'd turn on the radio. And ev I remember that summer, probably 1993 or 94, Hooting the Blowfish were on the radio all the time. And I begged my parents to get me that tape. <laughs> I just thought it was so good. And there's every song is almost exactly the same. It's like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, guitar solo, chorus. Like, you know, it's the same formula. Um, but every song had a guitar solo in it. And that, that actually did influence me quite a bit. I was like, oh, man, these guys can really play guitar, <laughs> you know. And now when I listen back to a lot of that, you know, that stuff, it's, it's kind of cheesy and it's, it's, way, it's been way played out. But yeah, I was, uh, that was probably the first album that I ever bought. And I was probably like 11 or 12 years old. Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Do you still have that tape? Oh, maybe somewhere. <laughs> yeah, dude. Every time I, I, I hear about Hootie and the Blowfish, I think about that Friends episode where they like supposedly go see them in concert. I remember well, that. half of them, because the other half, you know, they were all kind of fighting with each other. What was the first concert you ever went to? Um, I'll say the first punk rock concert that I ever went to was MXPX um, with, who did they put? Oh, Hot Rod Circuit um, opened, and then Squad 5-0 and MXPX. Um, and it was awesome. This was probably in, I mean, this was like 22 years ago, which is crazy to, to even say that. Um, it was in December of 2000. And um, it was at a venue here in St. Louis called The Pageant. And it hadn't even, it, was, it had just opened. It was such an awesome show. I had so much fun. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I have very, very vivid memories of that show. I just thought it was so, it was such an awesome show and so cool. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. And then I think they even came back then like three months later and it was um, Flick Shoes, Good Charlotte and MXPX. And uh, so those were like two shows that I went to like within just a few months of each other. That second show, who was the headliner? It was MXPX. Yeah, Good Charlotte was just getting started and they, they hadn't even been, I, don't, I think their first album had just been released. That's funny, dude. They were my first concert. Yeah, they're awesome. It was awesome. They were, I had never even heard of them before, and 
they played and I was like, man, these guys are really, really fun. Um, yeah, it, it, of course it was that song, um, The Little Thing, that was like their big song at the time. So they opened the show, Good Charlotte. Uh, Slick Shoes opened the show and then Good, oh, okay. Star- Good Charlotte played second, yeah. Sick, dude, that's awesome. What three bands, dead or alive, would you play a show with and where would you play? Who? I would definitely, what three bands would I play? I would love to play with the Ramones at um, CBGB in New York. I would love to play with MXPX. I'd probably put them on the bill too. And I would love to play with the Foo Fighters too, I think. <laughs> like, I, uh, but hold on, let me think about that. Dead or Alive, probably the Beatles. I would love to do play, play a show with the Beatles too. Um, so yeah, that'd probably be my answer. And the the one with the Beatles, I mean, you know, so you got a small club show that's probably this packed, and then I would have like you know a stadium with the Foo Fighters, and then or you know like a a, a smaller stadium, and then like a big ass stadium with the Beatles, you know, where you're playing like a big arena or something like that. <laughs> have you seen Paul or Ringo in concert before? No, I never have. Dude. Have you? I, well, the last uh, tour that Paul did, and it was at Dodger Stadium. So I went, and the next thing you know, I mean, I'm sure you've heard stories about how, like, the guy will play all night long. He's going off for three hours. Next thing you know, Ringo joins them, and they jam out for a couple of songs. And I'm, like, with my friend who brought her mom and her mom saw the Beatles when she was in high school. So I'm like, dude, what is going wow. on? So I'm just having a moment with her. I'm like, dude, we just saw half the Beatles. That's crazy. Dude. But I'd probably cry. I'd probably be crying if I saw that. It was, um, yeah, dude, it was a moment. I mean, it was a night, you know, cause like everyone's parents like jam out to the Beatles when they were like, you know, young too. So yeah, yeah. Dude, it, 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 it was crazy. a fun time, man. Um, I mean, I guess Ringo lives in LA. I don't know, but I, that's the only thing that would make me say, well, I guess that's why it happened. <laughs> so does he, does when, when Paul plays, does he play a lot of Beatles songs or is it mainly like his own work? Um, I remember him playing, uh, both. Okay. But it was, um, yeah, dude. And, and like, I, I never thought I would get a chance to see him. Yeah. So you, oh, need to, I, I, if, you need to go. If he comes to St. Louis, I will definitely be going. Yeah, for sure. No, he, he's so, um, have you watched that, uh, get back on, on Disney plus yet? Dude, I haven't had a chance to watch it. Like I want, I, I feel like I need to binge, like sit down and just put, stay put. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. And apparently it's like eight hours long or something like that. It's like really long. But um, I really want to watch that because I, I am a big, I really do like the Beatles. And, and um, you know, they did so much for for music. Like if, if it wasn't for the Beatles, it, when you think about their old stuff, like I want to hold your hand and that type of like, you know, that's like, so many bands are influenced by that and they don't even realize it, you know, cause like they were one of the first bands to really do that style of like, 
it's it's like almost like pop punk it's like it's like slow you could you could speed up a lot of those songs and they would be pop punk songs you know what i mean yeah i think that they're just such an influential band and and they changed <laughs> this could be a, a podcast just me talking about the beatles they changed their sound so much and they didn't tour very much like um after you know like it like in, in some of the in the later years they didn't tour that much like as they changed they were still good even though they changed their sound in like their different albums you know what i mean and that's i think that just shows how amazing they were as musicians and songwriters what's the best advice a musician has given you i would say the biggest thing if it, for me is just like I don't know if anybody specifically has given it to me but just to practice and to just like focus on it you know um I practice a lot like I, I you know I, I really do like spend a lot of time focusing on my music and um you know what you focus on grows and what you what you put your attention on grows and um you know I really not only focus on writing quality songs and playing them well but i also focus on um you know uh like promoting my music and getting it out and doing podcasts like this you know um <laughs> so i i really i really think like that's probably the biggest advice uh, you know that i hold dear is like what you focus on is going to grow and if you're if you're just it's kind of like working out and, and being consistent like if you're just um if you just work out once a week it doesn't really make that much of a difference, you know, if you, but if you're consistent and you work out three times a week, four times a week, five times a week, you start to see results. And I think it's the same thing with music. Like if you're, if you're continually like putting it out there and pushing it and reaching out to people and, and working on it, then it's, you're going to get better. Um, you know, so, and there was a long time in there that like, you know, I didn't, there was a couple of years where I didn't put out any music. Um, and I just wrote, um, you know, if you look at my Spotify, I had a, a release in 2019 and then in 2021. And I, during that time, I just wrote music and just worked on ideas. And I think that really helped me a lot. Yeah, dude, you just got to stay consistent and keep going. Totally. What's your favorite thing about music? My favorite thing is, um, is I love expressing like my emotions through music. I want to say two things. I love expressing my emotions through music so that when people hear it, they will feel what I was feeling when I wrote the song. But then I also love playing music. Like I love performing in front of people. And, um, you know, we haven't played too many shows because of covid we've only played i think two shows since um you know since shows started come coming back after covid but we have a really good live show and we jump around and um you know everybody in the band sings backed up vocals and um you know we really get the crowd involved and and um, we really have a good time while we're playing i feel like it would be very hard uh, you know when we played our first show back in October of 2021, um, everybody was coming up to me and I got so many messages 
the next day saying, oh my God, that was one of the most fun shows I've ever been to because um, we were having fun, you know? Um, so, uh, and I think if you're, if you're in a band and you're having fun on stage, if you're just standing there and acting, you know, not really doing anything, like the crowd's just gonna stand there and not really do anything. Uh, but if you're jumping around and getting into it and getting in, you know, I really get into people's faces and sing the lyrics and like, um, you know, try to get people into it. Other people are going to be into it as well. Uh, those are two of my favorite things is putting my emotions into the music and performing. Yeah, dude. How do you keep it posy? Oh man. How do I keep it posy? Um, I'm a really, I'm a naturally just a really positive person. I've always kind of look at the bright side and I know that it annoys a lot of people because like not everybody is that way. Um, you know, I really, I, especially over the last couple of years, I've really focused on like self care. So, um, I meditate every morning for 10 minutes at least. Um, I try to get some exercise. I go to the gym, um, and work out with a trainer at least twice a week. I also like watch a lot of YouTube videos about keeping pos staying positive and like how to develop a positive mindset. And like, you know, a lot of times I will beat myself up and in my mind and I'll be like, Oh, nobody cares about my music or nobody cares about this. Or when I did this, it was really stupid. Probably nobody, somebody out there is probably thinking I'm an idiot. You know, like, like we, we say things like this in our, in our heads all the time and we don't realize it. And so I try to be really aware of a couple of years ago, I really tried to be aware of when I was doing that and um, to like reframe it a little bit, you know, and be just be gentle with myself and, and be more compassionate towards myself. So, um, and then, you know, I, I'm always just kind of like, I like to keep things fun. Like me, me and um, a couple of the guys in my band, like uh, one of my, my best friend, Jacob, I've been sending him Snapchats of me in like those filters. You know how they have that filter? Well, it makes you look like you have a mullet or like a really like wide head or it changes your voice or something. And he and I, I've been sending him Snapchats for well over six years now. Um, you know, and I just do that every day and it makes me laugh. So I know it makes him laugh too. You know, so um, just trying to kind of like, keep it lighthearted and fun too, you know, and I try to make sure that I do, that I take time to do things for myself that I want to do, like play music or play video games or like, you know, um, do the things that, that make me happy and not always just working and, you know, going to sleep and that type of thing, you know? I think with the way the world was changing or was about to change two years ago, People didn't really know how to handle being at home. It's like, oh crap, no, no sports, no concerts. Uh, you know, everything like slowed parks, down. Yeah, theme parks are closed. The movies are closed. It's like nobody really knew how to. I mean, I'm sure people knew how to stay busy, but it's like, am I gonna be able to hang on to this like the whole time? I don't know. It's, for sure. Um, yeah, dude, it was hard. But, you know, we're getting there, I think. Dude, 
I have nothing else to ask. You have any last words? Anything else you want to let the people know? Anything else you want to chat about? Um, no. I mean, uh, I just really appreciate you having me on. And you've had a lot of um, people on this podcast that I, Andy from Sell the Heart Records, um, he's awesome. Um, I, I actually I have a podcast as well. Well, the podcast that I was doing at the time, he was on it. And then um, Jamie from American Thrills. Um, I was just going through and looking at all the people that you've had on your podcast and, and you know, you've had some awesome people on. So um, thank you for having me. And we will have, we have cassettes available. We're going to have cassettes available for sale. So um, check them out on our Bandcamp page and uh, pick up a cassette and please listen to rewrite the story wherever you listen to music on Apple music, Spotify, Deezer, Tidal, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to music, listen to our uh, EP, Rewrite the Story. And if you really like it, pick up a cassette or a t-shirt or something from our Bandcamp page. It's just westhoffman.bandcamp.com. And uh, look for us coming to a city near you soon. <laughs>